and saw this ladder that was, was started on the earth but ended up uh, in the heavens. And, and the Bible says uh, that there were angels, there was activity, angels were coming up and down on it. And, and, and listen, this is something that Jacob really needed and some of you need to know this as well today. And that is, there is a way to God. There is access to God. That ladder was access to Almighty God. Are you not glad that this God who inhabits the heaven of the heavens is a God who is accessible to us? He's a God that we can get in touch with. He is a God that we can be in constant communion with because there's a ladder. There's a ladder, folks. You want to know who the ladder is? 1 Timothy 2.5 says there is one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. We no longer deal with a ladder as Jacob saw because now the Son of God, Jesus Christ, he is our ladder to heaven. I want you to notice what the Bible doesn't say there. It doesn't say that he saw multiple ladders that he could choose any one of them. You know, as we say, you choose your own God. You choose your own way. No, it was only one ladder. There wasn't a ladder and an elevator. There wasn't a ladder and an escalator. There was just one access to God. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by this ladder, through him, through Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, folks, there's only, well, I'm not sorry. I'm glad there is one way. I'm glad that there is at least a way that we can commune with heaven and heaven can commune with us. Hallelujah. So forget about choices, you don't have them. Hallelujah. There's one, there's one way to God because God is so much higher than us. Isaiah 55, nine says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, God says, higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And we know this about Jesus. We know that Jesus Christ is over the angels. We know that he has authority over the angels. We read in Hebrews 1, 13, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? There are angels, brothers and sisters, and you're not sitting by any of them right now unless they're invisible. But there are angels, and the Bible says about the sun, the sun was higher than the angels. He never said to any of the angels, sit at my right hand, but he did say that to the Son of God. So Jesus is in heaven, and by the way, he is still using angels. They're still around, folks. In fact, the Bible says that we could even entertain one without knowing it, thinking it was a human. Maybe there is an angel in here today besides me. There are old angels too, amen. But what I want you to see is Jacob needed to know that there was access to every blessing of God. And that ladder 
when you see it, the Bible says that, you think of Jacob, he's at a low, low right now. I mean, he really is. And he sees this ladder going, I don't even know how he saw, but on the other end of that ladder, God was above it. God was above that ladder. In other words, he's watching these angels coming and going. So what is this? This is a supply route from heaven. God is showing him, I've got a way to get what you need to you. There's a supply route, folks, and it works both ways. Those angels were ascending and descending. They were going up. They were coming down. There was activity. Folks, I want to tell you there is access to the blessing of God for your life. And we've been given something better than Jacob got because the Bible tells us in Romans that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God. So you and I as believers have a connection to the one who's above the ladder. Forget the angels on the ladder. I'm not worshiping them. They're just ministering spirits. Don't ever worship angels. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't ever set up shrines to angels. They're, they're not worthy of worship. They're servants of God, ministering spirits, and they're not offended if they hear me saying this. They would say amen to that. You worship God. You don't worship angels. You don't worship Mary. You worship God. But we have a connection, folks, to the one above the ladder. Listen to what it says. You've heard me read this over the years so many times. Hebrews 4, 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you see this? We've got a connection. There's a God in heaven who is over the ladder and the ladder is the connection. It's the supply route. And Jesus, Jesus is our ladder and he's already in heaven so we can get what we need from God. It was Paul who said in Ephesians 1, 3, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Folks, Jesus is our ladder. I said Jesus is our ladder. And listen, now if you think I'm coming out of left field with this, Jesus said it himself. I'm going to read it to you in his own words. In John 1:51, he said, and he said to him, this is Jesus speaking, most assuredly I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, chew on that one for a minute. Jesus said, this is what you're going to see. You're going to see heaven open, this is how we have access. You're not going to see angels coming up and down a ladder. You're going to see angels coming up and down on the Son of God. He is our access to heaven. The angels are at his disposal. And rather than seeing angels going up a physical ladder, they're coming down and up from the Son of God. They're going to heaven with our prayers and coming back with our answers. Thank God the angels of heaven are going up and down. It's the Son of God. He's a central figure. Amen. Romans 5.1 says, 
And I'm letting the scriptures do most of my talking today. I think I gave them something like 14 references here. Let's go through them. Romans 5, 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access. This is the need to have access. Do you follow what I'm, there needs to be? We've got to have access. You know, there's, there's certain doors here, even at the church, that have a code in order to access them, to be able to get in. You either got to carry a card or you got to punch in a code to have access. The Bible says that we have access to heaven and we have it through Jesus Christ and it's to access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Paul, or, or Peter actually tells us in 2 Peter 1, 2, listen to this, grace and peace be multiplied to you. How many like multiplication when it comes to grace and peace? You like that multiplied, don't you? I do too. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given, us, given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How many things? Everything we need this life, to live this life, he gives it to us. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't hide some things from us. He gives us everything we need to live this life. They are provided to us through Jesus Christ the Lord. And this is where I want to hit home today because some of us have been so beat down and so discouraged and going through such battles that we no longer believe that. And we feel like somehow we don't have access to God. He's not listening to me. He's not hearing me. He's not answering. I came to tell you today that Satan is a liar and that God is still the source of everything you need to walk through this life. And he's not going to save you and drop you off somewhere so you can be lost and damned forever. Stop believing what Satan is saying. Stop. I've, we've got to stop believing what the enemy is trying to say. I, I, you know, I was, we were singing that one song. I don't even know which one it was now. What was the, the next to the last one? There was something in that song. I, I guess, let me see if I got it here. I, I, there's no place where your mercy and grace won't find me again. Remember those words? Which song? Graced gardens. There's no place where your mercy and grace won't find me again. And for Jacob, he's by himself. He has failed God. He has done wrong. He's sitting outside uh, by a rock. Knows that he doesn't deserve any blessing from God. Knows that he deserves judgment. But God is coming with grace to him. God is coming with mercy to him. God is coming to lift him out of that place. God is coming to show him, I have everything you need to live this life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what has he given us? He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Paul says in Colossians 1:26, the mystery, this is the mystery of the latter now, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to the saints. To, to them God will to make known what are the riches of of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. That's us. And what is it? It is Christ in you. The hope of glory. We don't, really, we don't have to worry about an external ladder that we got to find somewhere. Christ in us. 
Christ in us is the hope of glory. Jacob needed to hear from God. And the Lord spoke to him from above the ladder. And here's what he said, verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And I love this next verse. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, let me say this to you. High above all your plans and high above all your dreams and high above all your expectations, high above all that is in this world, never forget that there is a God above the ladder who has a will and a plan and a purpose for your life. Make your plans and dream your dreams, but leave it up to God to get you where you need to go and what you need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what can we learn from Jacob's dream for our own life? It's in the word for a reason. All scripture is given by inspiration, right? I know we live in a different covenant. Our covenant is filled with spiritual blessings like theirs was material blessings. We get both, but, but the truth of the matter is the new covenant is based on spiritual principles and we know that. We understand that. What can we learn? First of all, we learn that God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be connected to us. You see, sin separated man from God. You know, Isaiah said your iniquities have hid his face from you. But somehow God, in the Garden of Eden, you remember when God used to visit and walk in the cool of the day? Sin broke that, right? Now you've got a heaven up there, God somewhere up there, but no access. How do you get to him? So God shows Jacob a ladder and says there is access. There is access. That ladder between heaven and earth is a clear sign that God wants to be connected to you. You, individually. God wants to be connected to you. God's desire is to have relationship with you. His dream reveals that God wants to be with us, not distant from us. He enters the very center of human life in us with all of the complexities of 2021 and all of the difficulties of 2021. God wants to be connected to you and to me and to get us through whatever we need to go through because he said, I will not leave you until I've done what I spoke. We also learn that God comes to us in grace, not judgment. If anyone deserved judgment, it would have been Jacob. You remember what he did? You remember he took advantage of his brother? I know his brother was kind of stupid to let it happen. But he, was, he took advantage of a hungry brother and got his birthright for a bowl of beans or whatever. And th- but later than that, worse than that, 
it went out and pretended to be Esau and him and his mom come up with a scheme. And, you know, he even put the skin of animals on his arms because his dad was blind. So when he fell his skin, he thought he was dealing with Esau. But God, when he came to Jacob, offered him gifts of grace, gifts of land, numerous blessings. What does that show us? It shows us that God gives us what we need, not what we deserve. I said God gives us what we need, not what we deserve. The Bible tells us in the 145th Psalm that God is slow to anger and great in mercy. But I think more than anything else in this story is the fact that God promises to be with us wherever we go and that he will remain faithful to us. The name that Isaiah used for the Messiah was Emmanuel. And what does that mean? God with us. We have a God that goes with us. He never 